Hey everyone, just a very quick um, but very important pre-roll today. You've may noticed that um, there haven't been any new episodes during the last couple of days actually and, and that was for a specific reason. Um, we, we've taken some time to internally discuss how we want to um, proceed with the ID1 audio experience and um, no worries, good news first. Um, we definitely will proceed with the ID1 audio experience. However, we decided to um, slightly change the direction of this podcast. We will move away from very specific niche topics like very specific KPI, very specific um, fuel-related um, aviation topics and try to discuss more, let's call it broader, um, topics. Still airlines related, still aviation related, still about innovations and technology, but um, on a, let's call it higher level. And we, we do hope it still will provide lots of value to you. And I would be so happy to receive your feedback on this, on this new concept. Um, once you've listened to, to one, two, three episodes, hit me up on Twitter or get in touch on, on, on social media. Let me know what you think, if it provides value to you, um, what you like and what you don't like. Um, that really means the world to me. But now let's get into the first podcast episode of this entirely new concept. And for today... Um, today, let's, let's say today size matters. We want to talk about size. We want to talk about size of airlines and we want to talk about the size of a very particular airlines. I would like to have a quick chat, um, about why Emirates isn't Middle East's biggest airline anymore. And on top of that, of course, I will tell you who's now. And I think when you think about the, the biggest airline in the Middle East, and, and probably, of course, one of the world's biggest airline, for many, year, uh, for many years, Emirates has been proud, has been proud to call itself, we are the biggest airline in the Middle East. And I think, moreover, um, this, this airline, Emirates, has achieved top results, top results in, in, in terms of global rankings, um, the best airline, um, the best quality, and, and so on and so forth. Though they did an amazing, amazing, amazing job. So this is not about bashing Emirates uh, today, I think. Um, I've worked for them and um, I like the people down there. And I think they, they really, they've, they've really done an amazing job and they will continue to grow. Um, in the future. Of course, what I'm talking about today is related to the pandemic or the, the, the impact of the pandemic. And I think Corona, at least temporarily, seems to change a lot of things or <laughs> it seems to change everything actually. Um, but, but let's get into it. Let's, let's talk about um, why Emirates isn't Middle East biggest airline anymore and which airline, let's say, stole the prestigious um, award of being Middle East's uh, biggest airline. 
I think um, let's let's first of all talk about how to measure. Um, there are, I would say, dozens of different ways how to measure the the size of an airline, number of aircraft, um, the amount of passengers, the number of destinations, um, seat capacity, the number of countries that are served. However, Emirates was first, I would say, in almost each of those categories um, compared to the other Middle East carriers. And to be, to be very clear on that right from the beginning, Emirates did not lose its first rank in all of these categories. Um, Emirates is still the biggest um, A380 airline in the world. It's still the biggest 777 airlines in the world. It's still one of the... Um, the airline with one of the biggest fleets in the world. Um, so they did not lose that rank being Middle East biggest airline in all of those categories, but in one very particular and I'd say one very important. Um, Emirates, to, to, to give you a little bit background on that and, and just to already provide some um, input why Emirates lost that title in that specific field we are going to talk about in a, in a second. Um, Emirates' business model has been built on, on one um, very essential pillar, bringing international passengers to its hub in Dubai and flying international passengers to their destinations out of Dubai. So in that context, Dubai Airport became one of the world's busiest airports while Emirates became a global player, right? Now with, with Corona rolling over the world, this business model, this business model that is highly related to international traffic, it actually stopped working from one day to the other. International traffic, international routes suffered much, much more than domestic traffic. And you can see that right now, we, we've put a lot of um, blog post out about that topic, um, how much better airlines recover that have a strong uh, domestic demand, a strong domestic network to serve. Chinese airlines, um, lately the, the US airlines, they are doing much better in terms of recovery because of the domestic travel compared to airlines um, that that, that, that focus much more, that are much more focused on international traffic, like the, the Gulf carriers, but also like, like Lufthansa, for example, um, for example, or, or Finnair airlines that are more focused on international traffic. Um, I think from an overall perspective and last sentence before we get into the topic, um, Corona somehow exposed an, an very apparent vulnerability of airlines. The more international traffic an airline has, the more it gets impacted by any global crisis. And accordingly now Emirates, like many other airlines, as I said, with a reduced or non-existent domestic traffic, and actually Emirates has no domestic traffic at all, they, they really suffered most. And as a result, Emirates lost crown in many rankings. And when, um, for example, looking at, at revenue passenger kilometers, um, Emirates lost eight places and, and today it ranks only 12 among the world's um, biggest airlines. But now into the topic, where did Emirates lost, or where, sorry, where did Emirates lose its pole position? 
as I said, it did not lose the pole position in every area, but it did lose it when we take a look at the seat capacity. The seat capacity for this upcoming summer. And for the first time ever, there is an airline that offers a higher seat capacity than Emirates. Um, when we take a look, let's, let's take a look at the top five. Let's take a look at the top five. Um, we have Fly Dubai, um, a subsidiary actually of Emirates um, that offers a capacity of 6.41 million seats this summer. We have Etihad ranked fourth, offering 7.26 million seats this summer. And then we're in the top three, top three, and there's a huge difference between the, the um, between Etihad ranked fourth and the third, um, which is Qatar Airways, um, offering 18.7 million seats this summer. Emirates, not very surprisingly now after my long introduction, ranked second with 19.9 million seats. And for the first time, actually, I'm ranked at position number one. It is Saudia Airlines with 20.4 million seats as a capacity this, this summer. Um, the, what, is, what is important to mention, that the change in that ranking um, is rather influenced by an increased capacity by Saudia than more it is influenced by, by the extremely significant cuts um, on Emirates' sides. Compared to, to 2019, Emirates has cut its capacity by more than 50%. And Saudia on the other side reduced its capacity by only, and it's, it's really a only, um, roughly 25%. So they reduced their capacity less than Emirates and thereby they overtook Emirates as the biggest airline of the Middle East in terms of seat capacity, of um, scheduled seat capacity. Um, Saudi, to, to give you a few, few um, words about Saudi, um, which is now, for the moment, the biggest airline in the Middle East in terms of seat capacity, at least. Um, Saudi actually is one of the rare Middle East airlines and, and, and totally contrary to Emirates. Um, Saudi benefits from a very solid domestic market. Compared to 2019, Saudi reduced its domestic capacity by only, and this, this is remarkable, by only 7%, only 7% reduction compared to pre-COVID. And, and that's actually the strong driver behind um, the, the relatively moderate reduction on an overall seat capacity that Saudi has. Um, as another result, and this is a very, very in interesting um, um, side, side um, information, the route Cheddar Riyadh um, between um, Saudi Arabia's um, uh, 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 capital city Riyadh and their, let's say, um, business capital uh, Cheddar, um, this is currently one of the world's busiest routes. It's ranked, I think, eight or nine among the busiest routes um, in the world with a capacity of almost 550,000 um, in just one month, um, actually this, this, this May. 
So th this just underpins the, the strong domestic market um, where Saudi Arabia currently benefits from compared to other um, Gulf carriers. Nonetheless, um, due to domestic network with, with those many short-haul flights, um, Saudi Arabia is currently, it's not nonetheless, it's more a, 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 on top of that, I would say, and due to that, the domestic networks, due to the many short-haul flights, Saudi Arabia is also um, Middle East airline, uh, biggest airline in terms of number of flights at the moment. Um, and they they built or yeah they completed their their, their new um, terminal in in Cheddar. Or I, I don't think um, and that is what I what I've also heard from from their um, from from their CEO. Um, there, there's no intention at Saudi side to to become a copy of Emirates. Um, they really want to focus um, on let's say those countries where you have a predominantly Muslim population. That's at least their plan. Um, so let's let's see how that that works out. For the moment, they are Middle East's biggest airline in terms of flights, number of flights, in terms of seat capacity, um, scheduled seat capacity. The question, of course, remains: when Emirates will reconquer the title of uh, Middle East's biggest airline? Um, I think with a with a progressing global vaccination program, um, with people slowly starting to travel internationally again. Um, I would say it's a question of time, um, but still, um, I think the pandemic, as I mentioned initially, has again shown how important a, a domestic market um, really is for an airline and how um, vulnerable a, a business model is that is solely focused on international Traffic, of course, Corona was an un or is an unprecedented situation. Still, um, there I, I can imagine dozens of, of um, other um, situations where international traffic is affected much more heavy heavily than um, than domestic travel. So we will see. We will keep you posted on that. Um, but for the moment, thing you have to remember, Emirates is no longer Middle East's biggest airline in terms of seat capacity, in terms of number of flights. And Saudi <laughs> conquered both titles from Emirates, at least for the moment. Hey guys, podcast is over. I do hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you want to do me a favor, um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm putting out um, quite a humongous amount of content on, on Instagram latest blog posts, um, a lot of pictures, stories, and, and fun stuff. Um, yeah, just a huge, huge amount of content. It's, it's more or less becoming our central information hub where we announce everything. Um, so do me a favor, follow me on Instagram. Um, just search for Ben underscore underscore ID1. And yeah, you will find my profile. And I'm, yeah, it would mean the world to me. See you on Instagram.